awesome. Um, hmm? So that uh, the no limit, that was very uh, spot on for me. It really was. You'll hear as I'm like talking. But um, so I'm not really going to like teach. I'm not really going to like preach or anything. It's fine. Um, I'm based, I just want to share my heart with you. I want to share like with what God's doing in my heart and in in my life right now. Uh, and I just, I pray that it like, it stirs you guys up and, uh, that you're able to pull something from it. But, uh, a couple of months ago, probably at the end of November, maybe early December, the Lord told me that we were about to step into a, a season as the body. And in this season, it was going to be like ex- exponential growth. And I heard the Lord say, it's going to be a season of beauty for ashes. And, uh, and I really didn't know what that meant, but I wrote it down and just went on about life. And uh, I think I mentioned it with Johnny. I told him about it, like the Lord was sharing that with me. But anyways, so so something about growth, some interesting things about growth is... Uh, what? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Squirrel. <laughs> it's like... Uh, uh, <laughs> so growth. I think about like plants when I think about growth, first of all. Um Something Pastor Chris Houghton always mentions about growth is like a seed, like before it's, like once it's planted, it has to die before it, before it ever grows. And like the same with like plants, like trees, before they can produce fruit, before they get to that level of growth, like branches, things have to be cut away. They have to be cut off. And so I believe like in this season of growth that the Lord's talking about is it's a lot of like, we're going to get there, but there's, there's going to be a lot of cutting away. There's going to be a lot of like things that have to die first. Um, and we can look prophetically at at growth, like all of creation, everything that is living grows like a baby. Like there's like a process, you know, they don't just immediately come out of the womb crawling like, or they don't just immediately come out of, come out of the womb knowing how to spell or there's a process to growth. And, um, I think it just shows us like God's heart, like, like growth is all part of like God's design, God's plan. Uh, he cares about our growth. Like, he wants us to grow. Let me see. I'm not going to go over all this. Because like Johnny said, I'm not going to uh, take too long. But every living creature is designed to grow and to mature. I believe a lot of this has to do with God's desire to, like, reproduce on the earth. And I think spiritually, like, like God's design for growth is to spiritually reproduce heaven on earth. I believe that's what a lot of our growth is for. So I, at the end of the year, I told the Lord, I was like, Lord, going into this new year, what can I do different to grow? Because I was like, I, was, I just don't want last year. I don't want this year to look like last year looked. Like I want, I want to produce lasting fruit. Um, and I don't want to do the same things over and over. So I just asked the Lord at the end of the year. I was like, Lord, what can I do differently this upcoming year? And the Lord uh, highlighted to me like things in my heart. Because that was my prayer, like, Lord, show me my heart. <laughs> so y'all should do that. <laughs> it is good. It's, it's ugly sometimes, but it's good. But the Lord began to show me areas of my heart where I was still allowing in compromise. I shared this at, the, um, at our intercessory meeting. Um, can I just honor Miss Veronica real quick? Y'all, this woman is an intercessor, if I've ever seen one. We had someone uh, come in on this past week for prayer in... Uh, and they just kind of opened up with, like, some heaviness, some things that they were going through. And, y'all, Veronica, like, she was just, 
she carries a breaker's anointing, like for real. Like there was some stuff broken off this off this individual's life, and uh, so I just honor you for that. Like, like you unleashed. <laughs> it was awesome. So if y'all need prayer, go see Veronica <laughs> for real. <laughs> but uh, it was awesome. We honor you, Veronica. We're so thankful for you, for real. But um, so I was asking the Lord to just reveal things in my reveal things in my heart. Show me my heart, Lord. And so he began to show me areas of compromise, areas where, uh, where I wasn't always saying yes, like giving him my yes. And so that was my goal. I told the Lord, I was like, Lord, this year I'm going to grow in, in a way in which I'm never telling you no. Like I'm just anything. Cause a lot of times it's like, I wasn't even like an opportunity would come up and I wouldn't even be like, God, is this you? You know, let me pray about it. I just be like, nah, I don't want to do that. And <laughs> I mean, honestly, and so, and I, I believe like through that, like I missed a lot of opportunities to, to reproduce heaven on earth and to, to show God's heart in that moment or, or do what God was calling to me. I, I really think I missed it. And so this year, you know, first of all, there had to be some repentance on my part. And so, cause we have to change our, we have to change our thinking when it's, cause that's, that's a mindset. I think I was just so used to I'd gotten so used to staying in my little comfortable box that it's like I didn't even realize that I was in compromise, you know. And so, uh, so I told the Lord this year, I was like, Lord, I'm just, I'm never going to say no. And, you know, if, if I do, then I'm going to, like, if I do it without realizing it, I'm going to, I'm going to make it right. I'm going to, you know, go back and, and say yes. And so probably like a day or two later, this, uh, this, these people I'm friends with at the gym, they, they started doing this program, this challenge. And so a part of the challenge was, uh, there's a lot of crazy stuff you have to do, but, uh, but a part of it was I was listening to the podcast. They're like, listen to this before you do it. And so I wasn't even like, I'm going to do it, but I was like, I'm just going to listen to the podcast. So I'll listen to it. And the, and they were saying, the speaker was saying like, do this if you want to eliminate compromise from your life or if you want to, uh, get out of the, like, get out of a, a comfortable box, living in a comfortable lifestyle. And so I was like, okay, Lord, well, that's so funny. We were just talking about this yesterday. And so I decided to do it. And, um, and I've been doing it and it's been really just the Lord showing me my heart. And it's, it's, it's really the Lord showing me how to eliminate excuses from my life. Um, let's see. That's where I'm at. I'm trying not to read right from these notes, but I'm also don't have the best eyes. Please. <laughs> I thought I could hang. Oh, there we go. Let there be light. <laughs> okay, so the Lord began showing me areas of my heart, areas of compromise and resistance that I didn't even know were there. Things that if I allowed him to cut away would help me grow. And so I'm allowing the Lord to cut cut away these things because I do want to grow. Let's see, I'm going to skip some of this. There's this, okay, there's this word that most people that I've noticed in church hate. They despise this word. I'm going to talk about it though. And it's confrontation. I think a big part of our growth is it has to do with confrontation. My husband loves confrontation. I, I used to, I used to didn't, but after seeing the fruit of confrontation, like over the years, like it, it's more appealing to me now. 
I think that as a part of our growth, like we have to get to a, to a place where we are not necessarily comfortable, but willing to confront the things God shows us, shows us in ourselves and also in other people, not to shame them or to make them feel bad, but so they can grow too. That's maturity to do what the Bible's saying to do. The Bible says like, if you have offense with someone, you're supposed to go to that person and you're supposed to tell them. And if like, if we confronted people that way, like in love, I think kingdom confrontation is always in love. But I think that if we did that, a lot of like discord, a lot of, uh, not disunit, uh, division, a lot of division would be eliminated. So we have to be willing to confront as part of our growth. It's catching those small foxes, the small foxes. Johnny kind of hit on that this past Sunday. I think a lot of the reason that uh, people don't like confrontation in the body of Christ is because, because of fear. Like you're so fearful of offending somebody, you know? Because, I mean, in the world stance, like everything offends people. Like people get offended over the littlest things. And I think we kind of carry that over into the church and we, we forget that, that it's not about like comforting. It's not about like patting them on the back. It's, it's about, you know, like helping them grow and becoming complete. Growth isn't designed for comfort. And I've learned that a lot uh, over these past few weeks, probably the past few years, but especially it's been highlighted the past few weeks because our opportunities to grow usually come to us in super uncomfortable situations, and they're usually super inconvenient. Part of this, uh, this challenge thing I'm doing, it's called the 75 hard, but um, you have to do two workouts every day, and they have to be 45 minutes long, and one of them has to be outside. Y'all, Sunday, while all my friends are across the street in this warm house eating pizza, I'm outside at like 35, it's like 35 degrees, it's raining, it's supposed to snow that night, and I'm working out, y'all. I, my, my tears were probably freezing as they rolled down my face. <laughs> I'm like, I hate this. But I was just, mentally, I was in the place, it's like, well, Lord, I'm just, I'm just doing this because I want to see change in my mindset. You know, I'm not doing this to like grow, like, you know, get like super ripped or anything. I'm doing this because I know there's things in my mind that are leaking into every part of my life. And so, and I'm not saying to y'all go do this. I'm not saying that at all. But um, I'm just saying growth is going to come at a very inconvenient time. It's the opportunities are going to be very uncomfortable. It's probably going to be times of opposition. It's probably going to be some of the most challenging times. The times where you're most busy or you got the most going on. It's going to come in forms of opposition working against every carnal mindset that opposes to do what the Holy Spirit's urging you to do testimony. I remember back when uh, Israel was a baby, I remember we were going through like such a, a financial drought and uh, like we didn't have no money. And I had just, I had graduated nursing school that year, but I had a baby. I was like six months pregnant when I graduated. So that, you know, I didn't go get a job. And so Izzy was probably like six months old. And I remember we were driving around and this vehicle the Lord had given us, it didn't have any AC. It's like 200 degrees outside. And I remember we stopped to get gas and I have a baby crying in the back seat. I'm dripping sweat. And I'm, we're going, for, like, Johnny's driving me around to go to job interviews to try to find my first nursing job. And I remember I have, like, sweat dripping down my face. And I'm just, like, I'm trying to be all dressed up, but I'm, like, six months postpartum, so I can't even fit in anything. I'm, like, busting out everywhere. And I just remember thinking, like, Lord, why? Why? I don't understand. 
But it's like now I can look back and whenever we have like these huge like, or the enemy tries to come in and give me like fear of like, you can't, you know, your bank account's going to run out or you need this, you need that. I can be like, no, like, Lord, you were there whenever I had nothing and like you came through. Because I think like a week later, I got my first nursing job. You got a better job and like everything like just completely turned around. And so it's like these, these seasons of growth where we're uncomfortable and God lets us go through these, go around these mountains that we don't want to go around. Like he teaches us how to speak to them through those moments. James 1, 2 through 4 says, Count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Count it all joy. I thought it was, I didn't understand earlier, so like, it's saying it's like trials produce patience. So I'm like, I don't really get that. So I, I mean, I do get it, but it's like I wanted to go a little bit deeper. And so I looked up the word patience. The word patience means the capacity to tolerate or accept delay, trouble, or suffering without getting upset or angry. So it's, it's the ability to do it. Sure. So we're to count it all joy when we're going through these things that are that we don't want to go through. These things that are painful or uncomfortable. Because it's going to help us to tolerate and accept delay, trouble, or suffering without getting upset and angry. And verse 4 goes, let it grow. For within your endurance or your patience is fully developed. You will be complete and perfect, needing nothing. And that tells me that this is a lifelong process because I I believe as long as we're on the earth, we're always going to need Jesus. We're always going to, I don't think we're going to be perfected until the day that he's taken us as his bride. So this is a daily growth. So count it all joy. We need to let that become our mindset. Growth happens when we appropriately respond and yield to the father. I had a dream a couple of weeks ago and uh, in this dream, me and another individual were uh, we were standing outside of a building, and a UPS driver came, and he like threw my package at me, and I got kind of upset. <laughs> and so I'm like picking up my package. I'm like, that was rude. Well, anyways, then he threw the other person's package, and theirs like they opened it, like it broke open, and like there was a coffee cup inside, and it was like shattered. Well, then I was very mad, and I was like, I'm gonna say something to this UPS driver. So I went over to him. I marched on his truck, and I began to. Basically rebuke him. So I'm like, you cannot treat our stuff like that. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm just going off. And uh, the, the angrier I got, the angrier he got. And so he's, by then he's like yelling at me and we're yelling at each other. And then uh, in the dream, I stopped and I looked at the individual who owned the other package. And I told him my response could have changed the entire situation had I responded appropriately. And, uh, and I woke up, and I was thinking that. And it was like, all I could think about that day was, like, response. Like, how am I responding to situations? Like, had I not gotten mad at this UPS driver, had I just, like, maybe, like, blessed him instead of cursed him, maybe the next person would have got their package delivered correctly. You know, maybe that would have planted some seed in him to, you know, make a chain reaction. I could have produced changed. 
I could have produced a growth in the driver based off my reaction. If it's the goodness of God that changes men's heart to repentance, then us operating in his goodness has to be vital for the kingdom to grow. If it's the goodness of God that changes men's heart to repentance, then us operating in his goodness has to be vital for the kingdom to grow. Like his goodness absolutely wrecked my life. Every time we're up here in worship, like and we start singing about the goodness of God, I think about like who I used to be, like where I came from. Like, and I always think like it was his goodness that absolutely changed everything. Like, I used to hate myself. Like, I used to, like, just struggle with self-esteem so bad. But whenever I knew, like, he didn't hate me, like, he didn't feel the same way about myself that I felt, like, it completely changed my lens and how I viewed myself. And now I can view other people through the same lens. Because we can't love other people. We can't love ourselves. So key to your growth is going to be in your response. Like I said at the beginning, um, This year, I want to never tell God no. Like, I want to give him a yes every single day. Like, no matter how costly it is, no matter how inconvenient it is, like, I want to grow in saying yes to God. I believe God's calling the body to grow in a way that looks like yes to even, like, the tiniest things. And I just prophesy that those who are in, like, wilderness seasons or those who are in desert seasons are about to step into the, the greatest season of joy that they've ever been in. So, like, if you're here right now and you feel like you've been going around the mountain, you feel like you've been stuck in the wilderness, you feel like you've just been stuck, I just want to prophesy over you that, that your season of stuck is over. And so I just want to encourage y'all to give God your yes. To just make up your mind, you're not going to tell him no. Just make up your mind. Like, Lord, whatever, whatever you want. Like, no matter, no matter what it costs me. No matter what it looks like. Even if I'm scared, I'm, just, I'm going to do it scared. That's basically all I got. Wow. Come on. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, man. Wow, man. So good. So good. <laughs> hey, uh, let me read. Where's that thing at you said about his goodness? I got to read that again. I got to read that again. Where's that at, love? Oh, here it is. All right, everybody take your phones out. Take, your, take a way of notation out. Guys, when she said this, I was hit in the face with a ton of bricks. Like, just check this out. I'm, I'm going to say this slow for all of us. And those that are catching this on the podcast, write this down. It says, if it's the goodness of God that changes men's hearts to repentance. If it's the goodness of God that changes men's hearts to repentance then us operating in his goodness has to be vital for the kingdom to grow. Then us operating in his goodness has to be vital for the kingdom to grow. My God. 
You know, I love hearing this word. Um, as Pastor Karen was sharing, there, there's, there was little things here and there that was like seeds that were feeding my heart. She said, a lot of our growth is for reproducing heaven on earth. Kingdom confrontation is always in love. Growth isn't designed for your comfort, and it comes at times of inconvenience. She talked about how God teaches us how to speak to the mountains that we are walking around during seasons of growth. You know, growth in the body is huge. Maturity in the body of Christ is great. Paul talks about it. He rebukes a church. You're still drinking baby's milk. You should be beyond this. Could you imagine if a pastor came to church one day and somebody came to them with some of the same problems and said, dude, why are you acting like a baby still? Like, you should be past this. You know how quick that person would leave that church? Well, I'm going down the street. Well, that pastor, he offended me, and they don't operate in love. Whereas Paul rebuked the church saying that you guys are still babies. You should be beyond this. Growth is vital and essential in all of our lives. In all of our lives. You know, if something's dead, it doesn't grow. You know what I mean? And so I think in the church, too many times we, we, we don't allow the Lord to grow us. Because when it does get inconvenient or we find ourselves going around that same mountain, sometimes it's comforting to just stay in that place called stuck because growth is inconvenient and it hurts. You know what I mean? Sometimes in our walk, we talked about, alluded to it on Sunday, we talked about getting yourself in a place where when God says, come and find me, your heart immediately says, your face will I seek. It's an immediate yes. And, and, and Karen Pastor Karen was telling me, and we were at home, we were talking a lot about this, and she was telling me that we, you know, she said, one of the things that I admire is that, you know, you never tell God no. And I was like, yeah, it's kind of a scary thing sometimes because, you know, sometimes it could kind of get you into trouble with the religious spirit, not telling God no. Um, And so I want to encourage you guys, as you're allowing God to grow you and to mature and to come into this place of growth, number one, Allow healthy kingdom confrontation to always be accessible in your life and always allow someone to be confrontational in love with you as well. Now, if they're in the kingdom, they should be operating like this. Obviously, not everybody will, but hold, it, hold yourself accountable to operate like this, okay? But don't be afraid whenever God shows you something in your heart to also confront that very same thing. So what I'm saying is just ask the Lord, when you're at home, when you're, when you're at your kitchen table, when you're loving on Jesus, whatever it may be, just ask him, God, are there areas in my heart where I am needing to grow? Is there areas in my walk where you're calling me to grow, where I've been stuck and I've allowed myself to stay stuck that you're calling me? Are there mountains that I've been walking around over and over and over again simply because I'm not agreeing with you to walk out? You know, it's like one of those things that the children of Israel, they shouldn't have been in the wilderness as long as they were. But they were because of their disobedience, right? And so I think that God is calling us as a church body, as we grow, let's just be in a place where we're going to say yes. We're just going to say yes. God, like, I'm ready for the confrontation. God, I'm ready for, for whatever you bring my way. I'm ready to grow because it's in growth that offense is crippled. It's in growth that that place called stuck is no longer lived in. 
It's in that growth, guys, where we begin to see more of God in our life and see him more and more in the city around us, in the lives around us, and in our families around us. So, love, that was an awesome word. If it's the goodness of God that changes men's hearts to repentance, then us operating in his goodness has to be vital for the kingdom to grow. Man. Dude, someone called Bill Johnson. (laughs) Dang. That's so true, though, right? Because without repentance, without that, man, the kingdom's not going to grow. It's not. And so I just thought that was beautiful. Pastor Karen, Pastor Wife, Pastor Love, I love you. My gosh, that's amazing. Um, All right, guys. I love you guys so much. Man, feel free to hang out. There's a red box back there. Feel free to give. If you're writing a check, write it to Destiny Church. Um, uh, uh, You can give on our website as well. We're going to be back here Sunday, 1030. Uh, We have our men's meeting. We're going to be meeting at 5 and under uh, next Friday. uh, No, not 2 p.m. Sorry. That's my work. I'm getting off at 2 p.m. We're meeting Friday at 6.30 p.m., 5 and under in Beaumont. We're going to... uh, do the golf driving thing, go eat, you know how it goes. And then on the 23rd, that Saturday, we're going out to the hub in Saratoga, and that's going to be off the charts. Hopefully, we're going to be carpooling here, so we got to be there by 3, so be here at like 2 o'clock if you want to carpool over there. Uh, from 4 to, I think, 6 starts the encounter rooms, the, the teachings on the foundation of carrying the presence of God. And then at 6 o'clock, regional service starts. Pastor Andrew Hurd is going to be doing that. That's going to be uh, absolutely amazing. And then this Saturday is uh, the Acevedo's baby shower here at the church. Bring diapers, bring wipes, bless them, bring them a $100 bill, uh, bring them a prophetic word. But that's going to be this Saturday at what time? 2 p.m. right here Saturday. Any, am I missing anything else? Prayer, Monday, 11 a.m. Guys, we love you. If you need anything, if you want to chat, if you want to hang out, we're going to be here for a little while. But love you guys so much. See you Sunday.